Chapter 1 There's nothing like a little ballistic therapy on a cold Saturday morning. I focused on the paper target's center body mass and pointing the barrel of my Glock 21 fixed my stance. I squeezed off three, four, five shots and grinned as I surveyed my handiwork. All five shots clustered in the center of the chest. I stepped to the wall of my shooting stall and pushed the button to bring the target back toward me on the retrieval rail. Fawcettville's only commercial shooting range was a product of the times, a toxic mixture of money from the incoming fracking business and rising crime. Over the last few years, a Wild West mentality had overtaken my hometown as more companies located here to build wells. There was money again. Yeah, but more hookers. Strippers and thugs to take it from you. More than I'd seen in years. Folks flocked to concealed carry classes to ensure they could walk to their cars after dark. I came there because I couldn't use the police range any longer. Needed to stay sharp as my hometown's only private detective. Yeah, I'm a Seamus. A dick. A private eye. My name is Niccolo Fitzhugh. Most folks call me Fitz. I took up the business after 20 years with the Fawcettville PD. Most of my work leaned toward domestic cases, chasing down errant spouses who were convinced they could do more than feel up the barmaid while their significant other was home reading bedtime stories to their three kids. There was the occasional defense work or civil case, but generally my bread and butter was catching those who advanced from slap and tickle to fondle and screw in this has-been little town. I holstered the familiar handgun. It had been my service weapon, and I received it when I retired. It had been a part of my life longer than all my romantic relationships put together, which doesn't say much. I sensed someone speaking behind me, but resisted the urge to pull off my ear protection. Other shooters stood in the stalls on either side of me. My ears would have rung like a church bell for days. Like most of the other shooters on the range that Saturday... I had doubled up on my hearing protection, earplugs along with sound-canceling earmuffs. Instead, I turned around to see Joe Barnes, or should I say, Fawcettville Police Detective Joseph A. Barnes, ten years older than me and retiring in less than two weeks. Of course, he wasn't run off the force for sleeping with the chief's wife, like I had been all those years ago. He'd spent a full thirty on the force, given his whole fucking life to the job. No wife, no kids. Nothing but the job. Not a bad shot for someone who's been drawing a pension for almost ten years. He smirked good-naturedly as he shouted over the gunfire. Fuck you, Barnes. What brings you here? It's a Saturday. I figured you'd be sitting down at Puccini's cursing at the college students who got there before you did. I'd watched Barnes age as the years went by. When we both started on the force, we were smooth-cheeked and straight-shouldered. Today, the lines in his cheeks and forehead were deep as well as mine. I wasn't completely gray, but his old-style high-and-tight marine haircut was, and he still regularly beat new recruits on the physical fitness course. I couldn't make that claim. What would Barnes do when he was able to sleep in late? He shrugged and ignored my question. Haven't seen you in a couple weeks, Fitz. What have you been up to? It was my turn to shrug. Been pretty busy. Seems like half the world believes their spouse is screwing around on them. I hope they are, 
means more billable hours for me. How's the social life? I hear you back out on the dating scene again. I nodded as I hooked up another paper target and pressed the button on the right side of the stall. Why do you ask? Before he answered, I assumed a tactical stance, squeezing off four more quick shots. They all hit the paper target in the center body mass again. Yes, I was back in the dating pool, and I hated it. I'd lost the love of my life, my wife Gracie, to breast cancer two years ago. Then I was too stupid to know better as my second chance at love, prosecutor Alicia Linnerman slipped out of my arms and got engaged to some Akron probate lawyer. The rock on her finger made it difficult when she hired me as a freelance investigator. I missed the way we used to flirt back and forth. Alicia was all business now, and more than a little curt with me. She and the boyfriend hadn't tied the knot yet, but from what I heard, the local rise in crime was keeping her in the courtroom and out of the wedding chapel. My little sister Katie talked me into joining an online dating site for folks over 50. It was a virtual fucking meat market. You can switch those words around any way you like. The meaning is still the same. There were typically two or three different women. Relatively attractive, eminently screwable, but generally boring. We'd date once or twice. There might be a conversation, a couple of laughs, maybe a drink or two. Most always sex. But it always ended. Sometimes with tears, sometimes anger, sometimes silence. But it was always over in no more than 60 days. Maybe I compared them to Gracie, or to Alicia. And maybe I didn't. Maybe they were just a way to pass the time. Crude, I know, but I couldn't stand the empty house where memories seemed to fill every corner. Either way, I was going through women again like most folks go through socks. And where I once would have felt some swagger about the notches I was putting in my bedpost, it now felt... hollow. Barnes leaned in close to me so I could hear him through my ear protection. I understand you've been seeing Anna Maria Ippolito. My final shot went wide, missing the target entirely and burying itself in the earthen back wall. I turned to face him. He gestured for me to follow him out into the lobby, where I pulled off my earmuffs. From your poor shot, I'm guessing that's a yes. Yeah, we've gone out a couple times. Why? I pulled the earplugs from my ears and threw them in the trash. Did you see her last night? I shrugged. We had pizza last night at my office, yeah. She brought it by after we clothed. Did you go back to her place afterwards? No. You sure? You wouldn't bullshit me, would you, Fitz? What is this about? Anybody else see her leave your office? Mary Margaret Cleary, my assistant. She had pizza with you, too? No, she's a vegetarian now. The pizza had sausage and peppers. Mary Margaret wouldn't touch it. Anna Maria bought her a salad. You know what I mean. Yes, we all three ate together. When we were done, we all three walked to our cars, which were all parked on the street. Somebody drove by the office and honked at her, Anna Maria. She waved at them like she knew them. Then I watched as she got in her car and I got in mine and we went our separate ways. You didn't see her later? Didn't talk to her? No. I went to La Dolce Vita to watch the calves on the new big screen there. Half of New Tivoli was there. What the fuck is going on, Barnes? It's Anna Maria. She's dead. My stomach sank. Shit, what happened? Gunshot. I hung my head. 
legitimate. Where was she found? Her place. The neighbor was walking his dog when he looked through the window this morning and saw her on the couch covered in blood. He called the police. Oh, Jesus. She was shot with a forty-five. Like mine? Like yours? I pulled the Glock from my holster and handed it to him. Go ahead, test it. You won't find anything. I'll meet you at the station. Give me about five minutes. Now, Fitz, I got an unmarked out front. You're coming with me. We rode back to police headquarters in silence. At least Barnes gave me the respect to let me ride in the front seat instead of the cage in the back. I knew better than to say anything that could incriminate me. I also knew that my silence could be taken wrong. A man whose lady friend was found dead should be at least a little upset, right? Barnes was making some assumptions about my relationship with Anna Maria, and I needed to set him straight. He dropped my Glock off for ballistic testing with one of the crime scene techs and showed me into an interview room. Like I'd never been there before, didn't know where it was. I glimpsed up at the camera in the corner where the ceiling met the wall and waved. You're not under arrest, Fitz, so I'm not going to read you your rights. We're just trying to figure out what happened. Am I a suspect? Well, that depends on what we find out. So, tell me about you and Anna Maria. She's not your usual type. You're like him younger, if I remember correctly. No, she's not. And yes, I do. Maybe that was the reason we hadn't had sex yet. How'd you meet her? We both grew up in New Tivoli. I played football in high school with her brother, Hugh. We found each other on an online dating site. So what did you and she have in common? You know she's, was, a social worker, right? She was always working with those little shits over at the juvenile court. We had enough mutual connections within the law enforcement community to have enough to talk about. So what's this about? You got a suspect? Barnes didn't answer me. You know anything about her family? Ex-husbands? Kids? Her parents are long gone. Hugh lives in California now. I think one of the sisters lives in Pittsburgh and the other one in Youngstown. She was never married. Barnes arched an eyebrow. What, like she was some crazy cat lady? Barnes, this is why you've been single all your life. Anna Maria was a college graduate. She traveled a lot with her girlfriends and her sisters. She spoke three languages, for Christ's sake. She was engaged once, she told me, in graduate school, but he died in a motorcycle accident. How close were you guys? We were comfortable together, like old acquaintances are comfortable. Why? That's code for you weren't sexually involved. I was getting frustrated with his line of questioning, but I couldn't help grinning. Barnes was right. There was something about Anna Maria that attracted people to her. A magnetism, you could say. That magnetism sure attracted me, but we weren't sleeping together. My older sister Chrissy and Katie, the younger, were tickled to death to learn I'd been out with her a couple times. They pushed me for details, and when I had none, they cursed my reticence. Chrissy delicately urged me to deepen the relationship with her. Was she involved with anyone else? Barnes asked. That's her business, not mine. We weren't exclusive. I'm giving you everything I know. Why won't you answer my questions? Could anyone have anything against her? Shit, I don't know. Some of those little assholes she deals with can be pretty wicked, but I don't know about anything specific. I don't know of any conflicts she had with adults either. 
Barnes leaned back in his metal chair and hooked his thumbs in the belt loops of his khakis. There's something you're not telling me. Like what? My frustration at being grilled broke through. Calm down, old man. Stay cool. You don't want to do anything that puts you in his sights as a suspect. Like why would she meet you and Mary Margaret at your office after hours? Was she a client? Not officially. She told me she needed my services to look into something. I don't know what, though. That's why we met at the office. We didn't get very far in discussing it. She didn't want to say anything in front of Mary Margaret. I gave her a contract and she was going to read it over the weekend. We were supposed to meet Monday for lunch and go over the details. Barnes's phone buzzed with a text message. He pulled a pair of black reading glasses from his FPD polo shirt pocket to read it. You're in the clear, Fitz. Your weapon doesn't match the one that killed Anna Maria. I could have told you that. Well, you know we have to check everything out. Come on, let's go get your handgun and I'll take you back to the range. I had hopes my last two weeks on the force would be quiet ones. So much for that. I was silent as I followed him down to the CSU to pick up my Glock. I hadn't been totally honest with him. Once in my excursion, I pulled out my phone and swiped my thumb across its face. My last communication with Anna Maria was a text message I'd found on my phone Friday morning. I need your services, Fitz. I think I'm being targeted by somebody. Somebody dangerous.